Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's my pleasure to welcome you to the Clark Howard Show, where our mission is to serve you and empower you so you make better financial decisions in your life. One of the ways we serve you is through the Team Clark Consumer Action Center. It's where for just short of 30 years, we provided one-on-one advice and guidance to you if you're having a problem, you have a question, don't know how to do something about your wallet. We are here to serve you for free. All you do, if you want to know how to reach a member of Team Clark, we're available 30 hours each week to answer your questions one-on-one. So you can go to clark.com slash CAC, or you can call us. These are Eastern time zone times, 10 in the morning till 4 in the afternoon, Monday through Friday, except holidays, 636-49-CLARK, and get that free guidance. Now, I want to tell you, I'm doing something in July. You know how they talk about Christmas in July? I'm talking about something that I talk about by rote every January right now. It's about joining a gym, gym equipment, all that stuff. We're going to talk about that straight ahead. And later, how about, speaking of Christmas in July, money falling out of the sky into your life? Could there really be such a thing? Well, we're going to talk about it. So... People are back in the gym. My son, who's 16, signed up for the Planet Fitness thing where kids, I think, 16 to 19 or 15 to 19, something like that, can work out at the gym all summer long for free. Did you know about this? I did not. My son belongs to two gyms. And you've got a Planet Fitness right by your house that he could be working at for free this summer as a Hmm. 16-year-old. Aren't you glad you listen to the Clark Howard podcast to know that? (laughs) Anyway, they do that summer after summer. But what I noticed is how much more crowded they are than they used to be. People have missed being with people through the pandemic, and they're back in the gym. So what are they not doing right now? They're not using home gym equipment. Home gym equipment, they have bailed on. And so there's unbelievable deals on home gym equipment. I see it in traditional retailers, discounters, the warehouse clubs, um, that gym equipment is being marked down, down, down it goes. And clearance, you know, ending at 97 cents at Costco, uh, in one penny, anything ending in one penny at Sam's Club, whether it's 41, 61, 81, 91, that's a clearance item at Sam's Club. Don't know the BJ's equivalent for that. Anyway, BJ's Wholesale Club, the deals on the fitness equipment are everywhere. And then people who bought fitness equipment as their version of a pandemic puppy and 
it's become the closest imitation to a clothing rack instead of actually being used. They got to get rid of that stuff. And using one of the Facebook neighborhood groups or using, can you do, do people list stuff like that for sale, Chris, on things like Next, Next Door? Door? Absolutely. Yeah. And then you've got Craigslist. And so exercise equipment that somebody has in their home, they're trying to get rid of. I don't care what they paid for it. It doesn't go for any money at all once it's been there sitting as an unused, unloved item. And maybe when people were crammed into home during the pandemic, if you worked in a place where you worked from home and you were living at home and your kids were home from school and there was too much family togetherness. Anyway, um, if... If you were actually using the gym equipment, but then you miss people and you went back to the gym and now you're never using this equipment, just just take your losses, get rid of it. But know that this is an unusual opportunity because gym equipment is always a deal in the summer because people are more likely to be working out outdoors who might work out indoors during the winter. And you throw in the pandemic situation with people buying gym equipment like crazy to have in the home and now they are not using it i mean the deals are something else all right we'll go to some questions this is from janet i just switched to a credit union and the checking account pays one percent interest if i fulfill certain requirements including making 15 plus debit card purchases a month i know you hate debit cards However, isn't the small amount of interest worth it? Can I pay bills not automated online safely with a debit card? Will adding the debit card to Apple Pay make it safer from fraud? Okay, so what they want you doing, Janet, this is all about walking around transactions because of the fees they make. You have to clear it as credit, not debit. So there's some hoops you have to jump through with these interest-earning checking accounts because you're... uh, making the credit union quite a bit of money off of clearing debit card transactions as credit. You know how you go to a register and say, uh, is that credit or debit? You have to, with with this card, you have to always say credit. And then that generates huge merchant fees that the retailer has to pay or the restaurant has to pay. And that then goes back to the credit union and they in turn rebate a lot of that to you with paying you interest on the checking account. So let's look at the debit card fraud. Debit card fraud is obviously a problem. Money vanishes from your own account. You then have to fight, in this case, with the credit union to get your own money back. That is a risk. On the other hand, you know you're going to make this 1% on your checking account balance if you do the 15 transactions a month. I say do it knowing that there's an enhanced risk a fraud using a debit card, go ahead and do it because you know you've got a guarantee of earning the 1% back. I'm shocked at that. I think you can find other savings accounts and every other day making a transaction. I'm surprised at that answer, but okay. Well, there's, okay. So life has, so you get in a car, right? Yeah, it's a risk. And it gets you somewhere. And you know the certainty is getting you somewhere, but the risk is you could be an offender bender or worse, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Or you could see those lights flashing behind you because 
you made an illegal left turn or whatever, and the police officer pulls you over and writes you a ticket, whatever. So you got one thing that's a certainty. You're getting to A to B. The other is you have the risk of something going wrong while you're getting from point A to point B, right? Mm-hmm. So you got to think of this case, like normally just using a debit card is a bad idea. Mm-hmm. But in a case where you're judging the reward versus the risk, in that case, I'd say it's worth doing. Okay. This one's from Whitney. Can a pool company charge a residential community, HOA, a fuel surcharge without warning? Our community has a contract for pool maintenance, and we unexpectedly received an invoice for fuel surcharges of $30 in May and $30 in June. I called to confirm, and they state they will charge this every month. They didn't even service the pool until the end of May, and they only come to our community two days per week. Seems dishonest. So, all right, let's talk about this, Whitney. The contract you have with the pool service, if it's a contract in perpetuity that doesn't have a specific start and end date, now this is being stated by a non-lawyer, I should state right away, then the company, uh, one, this company doing business with an association can change the terms. The contract should say what notice they have to give or something like that. But uh, unless you had a fixed term, where it said, you have signed up for pool maintenance for this specific period of time at this specific amount per month for these are the services we're going to render. In that case, barring any kind of kick-out language in there that said, or other unforeseen circumstances or whatever, unless there's something like that, no, they can't just unilaterally say, we're going to charge you more money. On the other hand, most uh, lawn and pool maintenance contracts are not those kind of tight ironclad things. For them to have done this with no notice and it just showing up on the bill, that's way dumb of the company. It alienated you. It feels dishonest because it is to just have it show up randomly on a bill. Whether they can do it or not, likely if it is a typical premises maintenance agreement yes they can but again it goes back to the details of reading the exact terms of the contract but it does say something else is this a time you should shop the pool service for your community are you happy with how they're maintaining the pool are you happy with their reliability showing up does the price seem reasonable even with the 30 dollar junk fee is it reasonable compared to what other pool services charge. So don't react emotionally to this, even if you find out, let's say that the contract did permit them to do it, but you just don't like how they did it. Don't just throw them out if, in fact, the prices are still reasonable, the quality of the service has been very reliable, and the company has been very dependable. This is from Steve in Georgia. During Clark's segment on free digital media, I found myself laughing out loud literally when he described listening to Pandora's free ad-supported version. Why? Because I resemble that comment. While my kids, nieces, and nephews all espouse the virtues of their Spotify subscriptions, I happily listen to my free Pandora and ads, despite them calling me all manner of unflattering names. The value proposition of the paid version is just not there for me. However, I do have a SiriusXM subscription and have found that if I let the subscription 
expire. And then the comeback offers are quite attractive. For example, I'm now on one of those comeback offers where I paid $5.95 for five months with two extra months thrown in for free. That's $5.95 for seven months or $0.85 cents a month. Wait, wait, wait. Not per month? No. No. He got, they offered him Total a comeback Total for deal. all for seven mm-hmm. months? Mm-hmm. And that's even a deal that Clark can smile about. Thanks for all you do to help us keep money in our wallets and smiles on our faces. Steve, thank you very much. Love that. Love that. Um, so one other thing for people like me that are on the Pandora ad-supported thing, if you have T-Mobile as your cell phone service again this summer they're doing weekends free ad free all summer long just for being a t-mobile subscriber you have to watch um, a very annoying t-mobile ad for 15 seconds when you start your weekend and then you get saturday and sunday completely commercial free and you don't pay for it either other than the 15 seconds for the annoying ad so Coming up ahead, uh, speaking of money, (laughs) how'd you like to actually have money just fly into your life? It's more possible than you might think, and it's free to find out. I'm going to tell you straight ahead. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Think about odds in life. What if I were to tell you that there's a one in 10 chance that while I'm speaking to you, there's money sitting there that is yours that has gone unclaimed? One in 10. So that means nine out of 10 are going to be disappointed because they're going to find there's not money for you. But you got a one in 10 chance you're going to find money. And what am I talking about? There's money for all different reasons that ends up going unclaimed. Could be an old bank account, could be an old insurance policy. Uh, So many different reasons why money could end up sitting there that is your money or money that you have a right to have and you just don't know about it. You don't know where to go get it. You don't know any of those things. All right, so this is not going to help all the one in 10, but this is a good start. There's a website that is completely free to use, and make sure you go to the right one because there are a lot of scammers out there, a lot of people trying to charge you fees to reunite you with your money. There are people who try to charge you fees who don't know anything about any money there is for you, but tell you there's money and you're supposed to pay them money and then they're off with the wind. So you got to do this right. Missingmoney.com. Let me repeat it. Missingmoney.com. This is a multi-state database. Not every state participates, but... There are many, many states that do, most do, and you put in your name, and it's especially helpful 
if you've got an unusual last name, like Krista here has got a name, both your maiden name and your married name are both names that there's not going to be a lot of people with them. Right. So I actually just searched while you're talking about this and found a new something for me that I'm going to have to look into. <laughs> so I've okay, checked before. And that is so up. funny. There you are. That's the right zip code. Yeah. That is you. And it is your maiden name. And it even tells you all this information for you to be able to file a claim. Yeah. Okay. So this was real. <laughs> this happened right this I second. I haven't checked it in so long. I was like, hmm, it's been a few years. So. Okay. That I'm stunned. That was not, that was not a stunt. That was not no. set up. Wow. Okay. So you start your search at missingmoney.com and they'll show you what states won't participate in their database. Why they don't participate, I don't know. But then what's called the National Association of Unclaimed Property Administrators, I think is what it's called, that the states all have a department, be called different things in different states, where their job legally under their state laws or state constitution is to reunite people with money that has been what they, the lawyer term I think is a sheet to a state, something like that. Anyway, so money goes, for whatever reason, it goes from whatever pension plan, insurance policy, whatever, many times to the state. And so the states have one where you can search their individual addressable databases through a, a link at unclaimed dot org remember dot org so the first one missing money was a dot com unclaimed is a dot org and you'll be able to see if there's anything there here's another big one if you ever owned a home with an fha home loan there's an overwhelming shot that there's money that after you sold the home you would do a refund on by the fha but they didn't know where you moved and they never got you with your money. So there's a database at HUD, at HUD.gov, that walks you through reuniting with that money. And wait, there's more. We've got a number of other things. Do you know Credit Karma now, for its account holders, has an unclaimed money vehicle to see if there's anything out there that's yours? There's an obscure federal agency that can reunite you with an unclaimed pension with this obscure agency called the Pension Benefit Guarantee Corporation. There's also a database on old 401k money that may have gone missing. So just these things alone that I'm talking about can lead roughly one in 10 of us, not as easy as you just did, Krista, but can lead one in 10 of us to being reunited with our money we have a brand new update that we updated in just the last few weeks of our guide and slugged on clark.com how to find and claim missing money in your name so you use search of most any of those terms what will pop up first will be ads for different sites both uh, good and bad and then below that you'll find our actual guide you can go to and do a search these different ways to find out if there's money. But Krista, I mean, you're always, 
so i mean you do things so effortlessly i can't believe just while i'm talking that was great. And I you filed go the on claim. there and find i just filed the claim too it's you've already easy. filed yep. the claim boom, boom, just boom. while we were talking yep. I must talk too much or you're really fast at doing I'm things. I'm fast. I'm fast. Okay. Okay. We'll go to some questions. Sandra in Florida says, recently read that Clark does not advise using a bank financial advisor. I haven't used a bank since the early 80s. My question is, does the same advice go for using credit union financial advisors? In my, uh, my opinion, uh, respectfully, yes. I would not use either a bank provided financial advisor or a credit union provided financial advisor because in either case you're going to end up with high commission kind of funds and it's not a good idea i want you using if you need that individual advice i want you using a fiduciary and a fiduciary is somebody who's legally required to do what's in your best interest i do recognize based on a number of feedback posts we've had that there are uh, people out there who are crooked that are pretending that they're fiduciaries when they're not. They'll say it, but you They'll have to say get it, it in but writing. They're not. Yeah. So that's why um, when we describe fiduciaries, we talk about how you actually find a legitimate fiduciary, somebody who legally puts you first. You also can go to the big low-cost firms, not the big high-cost firms. Not any of the bank-related brokerage operations. They're all ultra-high cost. Um, but if you go to Vanguard's PAS, Personal Advisory Service, you go to Fidelity, you go to Schwab, you can enter into a fiduciary relationship with them. And But most of the action is with independent uh, advisory services that you pay a fee to in return for paying a fee they enter into a fiduciary contract with you where they are legally bound to do what's in your best interest. And they like to advertise. Like they're going to say it on their website if they're a fiduciary because um, they work hard for that. I use one, and I, you know, I know that you don't need that or use that, but I have used one. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Again, going back to the feedback we've had, just because somebody lists on their right. website, well, yeah. that's why we want you to go through the steps we there's have a at document, Clark.com. Yeah, that they can show you. And yeah, there's a uh, legal filing. You want to make sure that somebody is not a pretender, that they're the real deal. So back to your base question, using a bank-based financial advisor, a credit union-based financial advisor, I don't recommend because of the extremely high costs involved doing that. Katie in Louisiana says, my husband and I recently bought a property and moved my parents onto the land. They sold their home and moved onto the land with us with the promise of giving us $80,000 towards the cost. How can they gift us this amount without either of us having to pay an outrageous amount of taxes? Is there a way to do this? Yeah. So you can give any individual in an individual year, $16,000. There's no tax event for the giver or the recipient. So in a case where your husband and you bought the property, um, your parents are the other party, they can immediately gift you $64,000 without any issue at all. 16 from each to each of you, 16 times four is 64,000. The other 16 can be picked up next January. And it's completely 
a non-taxable event. And anybody who has a, the other thing is they can give you that money and it would count against their total estate. And they'd have to have a large estate before that would then represent a taxable burden on the estate. But for you and your husband receiving the money, there's no tax on that at all. You're good. From Herschel in Georgia, I am a professional truck driver. More often nowadays, I'm being asked to share my personal information with shippers and receivers when interacting with customers of my company. I'm not really comfortable giving my driver's license to a clerk at a warehouse who wants to copy the information or make a copy of my license. Sometimes they even want to scan the license into their computer. Are you aware of any requirements for me to give this information or any protection that I have? Handing over my full name, address, and date of birth to so many people is concerning. My driver's license number is also my known traveler number with the TSA since I have a hazardous material endorsement. So I'm wondering, oh, first let me explain. I mean, you you probably know what's going on, Herschel, but a lot of people listening or watching the podcast may not be aware of what's going on. This is because of people hijacking shipments, but they're not hijacking the force of a gun. They may steal the truck. They show up. They see where the manifest is for. They go. They pick up the load. And then it's never seen again. So that's why they're trying to verify the identity of you as a driver. So having them scan your driver's license, that is uncomfortable. But you should have a known traveler number card, known traveler card. Uh, I have a global entry card. I don't know if, do you know if uh, people with pre-check or anything get a uh, photo I have ID global card. entry as well. But then he's saying that's his license number. But wouldn't they specifically want to see his license? Well, they driving? want to know that he's who he says he is. Right. And then he has so right. and a, a federal ID would be an uh, alternative. Anything other than your driver's license. I understand why they want to see it. There's a valid business reason because of the hijack loads problem. But at the same time, you coughing up your driver's license every time. That's a pretty uncomfortable thing, and I understand your concern about identity theft and the other things, and that's why some other form of ID, in fact, I'll think about it. If we come up with some other suggestion mm-hmm. or a listener has another suggestion, we'll pass it on to you, Herschel, so that you have that. That's impressive. You've got the hazardous material endorsement of people you wouldn't want driving down the road with hazardous material behind them. I would be the one. I'm too flaky to do something like that. And I want to tell you, I really appreciate you listening today. If you haven't already, why don't you consider signing up for our free daily newsletter at Clark.com or our ClarkDeals.com newsletter. Clark.com, you're going to find money advice you can trust. ClarkDeals.com, our newsletter, you're going to find wonderful ways for you to save money up to the minute each and every day. And speaking of day, have a great one.